welcome to Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. My name is Kelly and I'm a former wedding planner and blogger and I'm obsessed with weddings. If you're planning a wedding in Ireland, you're in the right place. You're going to learn the tried and tested methods to planning your dream wedding without the added stress. Think of this as your one-stop shop for everything to do with planning your wedding in Ireland. With me, your new wedding planning bestie and a cup of tea. This is Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. Well, hello and welcome to a new episode of Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online. Today, we're talking all about mistakes. And um, before you start feeling like, oh, I haven't made any mistakes. I've been planning my wedding so well. Let me just put your mind at rest by saying everyone makes mistakes. Even the most organized couple will make mistakes at some point in their wedding planning journey. So there's no shame attached to making any kind of wedding planning mistake because for most people, this is the first and last wedding that they will ever plan. And so, of course, mistakes will be made. But because you're listening to this episode, you don't have to make these mistakes because today I'm going to list 20 wedding planning mistakes that couples make often and how you can avoid them. It's going to be quick, so let's get through this. But first, let me just tell you that on the Weddings Online website, so weddingsonline.ie forward slash blog, every week you will find a written breakdown of all our podcast episodes. So today I'm going to be listing a few things, like there'll be some other podcast episodes, some blog posts where you can really get into, into details of how to avoid some of these mistakes. At some point we'll talk about seasonal wedding flowers, and I'm not going to rattle off all the names, but you can find all of the written details for everything that I'm sharing today, including all those seasonal flowers, on the Weddings Online blog. So it's weddingsonline.ie forward slash blog. Every week you'll find the written breakdown. But let's get started with mistake number one. Mistake number one, you forget your priorities. So now before you get to scrolling through Pinterest and Instagram, saving all the inspiration and dreaming up ideas, the first time, well, the first thing you need to do is to really think about your priorities. I recommend that couples do this before doing anything, before you've set the date, before you've worked on your guest list, before you've started looking for a venue, first work out your priorities. So my recommendation is that you and your other half sit down and decide what kind of wedding you want to have before you do anything else. Because really the answer to the question is going to help you plan your wedding. There's so many options and there's no right or wrong way to do it. But the main thing is to find out, you know, do you want to get married in the summer or the winter, the autumn or the spring? And of course, that will have um, an impact on the date that you choose. It'll also have an impact on the venue that you pick because venues have certain availability over the year. It may have an impact on your style and your decor. So my husband and I, we wanted to get married in the autumn time and we really wanted to lean into the kind of golden colors of autumn. And so for us, that made it really easy to set the date. It made it easy to pick a venue because we looked at different venues that were available. We had a particular aesthetic we were going for. We went for a kind of, it was pink and gold, which was like our version of the autumn colors. Um, and we wanted like lots of leafy, foresty kind of aesthetic. And so we looked for wedding venues and decor different things that would fit that aesthetic. But it all really boiled down to us deciding what kind of wedding we wanted to have. So that's what you should do. Decide what kind of wedding you want to have. Talk about the season. Talk about, do you want it to be a big wedding or a small wedding? Do you want to have everyone there that you know and love or more of an intimate, relaxed wedding? Do you want to have a wedding that spans the whole weekend where you've got people coming in from out of town and you really want to soak up all the time with them? Or are you looking for one really awesome day? 
Do you want your wedding to be full of amazing entertainment or are you wanting it to be a bit more pared back? Again, there's no right or wrong way to do it. It's all about your priorities. And so that's why often the first mistake that couples make is they don't think about their priorities and then they get really stressed about all the things that actually don't matter for their wedding. Mistake number two, you buy your wedding dress before choosing your venue. So um, remember how we spoke about those priorities. If you know what kind of wedding you want to have, it's going to help you make your decisions. Now imagine you've chosen an amazing ball gown wedding dress and you go and buy it and it's the most beautiful dress you've ever seen and you look amazing in it. And then you choose a wedding venue that's more of an outdoor beachy kind of vibe. Two amazing aesthetics, but they don't match. You don't really want to be wearing a ball gown on the beach in the heat of summer. So first work on your priorities, then choose your venue and the kind of aesthetic you're going for. And then your wedding dress look kind of needs to match. So there are a few instances where whatever you, whatever dress you wear will probably match you know, most kinds of wedding venues and, and aesthetics. But like I mentioned, the ball gown on the beach is an example of two styles that just will probably be very quite, no, it'll be very uncomfortable for you in that dress. Mistake number three, you announce your engagement too soon. My advice is to first take time to just enjoy being engaged. And that can be as short or as long as you want it to be. For my husband and I, we probably had an hour or so where it was just only we knew and there were probably a handful of friends that he had told beforehand who helped to make it happen but um we just had a bit of a bit of a bubble I suppose where it was like we're the only ones who know this it's a special thing we're engaged it's so exciting then we started phoning and texting our family and our close friends and then they knew and then a bit later we announced it on social media so it was more of a public thing and the reason that I'm saying that this could be a mistake is if you announce it too soon, you can almost ruin that little bubble that you're in where you get to just enjoy this really special romantic moment. And before you know it, you're getting questions from people. So when, when's the date? Am I invited? Can I bring my children? What about my plus one? And you're like, whoa, we only just got engaged like 30 seconds ago. So just take some time to enjoy the bubble before reality kicks in and you need to actually start planning. Mistake number four, you've already decided that you won't hire a wedding planner. Now hear me out. I know what you're thinking. I'm super organized. I've always wanted to plan my own wedding. I'm kind of a control freak. I want to be in charge of things. I get it. I'm the same. Really, I am. But there is merit to having a professional involved in the wedding planning journey. Now for many of us, having a wedding planner do the full planning is sometimes not an option because we think, oh, it's going to be really expensive and I've actually got the time to plan my wedding. And that's fair. But you may want to consider a day of wedding coordinator or even partnering with a venue coordinator to really help you pull all the details together. So all I'm saying is don't write off a wedding planner or a coordinator because you assume that they're expensive because more often than not, your wedding coordinator and planner can help you save money by making sure you make very smart decisions. They can help you by recommending suppliers that they've worked with before and often get really good discounts for you. So don't write them off. Do a little bit of research. Have a think about where you could get some expert advice from a wedding planner and really just reach out to see if it's an option. Don't just decide that you can't afford it before you know what wedding planners actually cost and then have a think about if you can make it work. Mistake number five, you have too many rules for guests to follow. 
Guests can follow a few simple rules. Things like don't take your phones out during the ceremony. Got it. They, they can understand. Or don't wear white. Again, most people get it. But if you have too many rules, you can overcomplicate things and then guests don't really know what's happening. So all I'm saying is if you're going to have some rules, just pick a few of them, make sure they're really clear and your guests understand what they're doing and you're good to go. Mistake number six, you've got some awkward gaps in your wedding timeline with nothing for guests to do. This is such a thing that I'm very passionate about that I've actually recorded a whole episode about this and I'm going to drop a link to that in the notes for this episode and again you'll find that on the Weddings Online blog as well um, because I've walked you through all the expert tips for how you can create a wedding timeline that flows really well where guests aren't standing around in a hotel lobby waiting for something to happen and there's this awkward moment of time where nothing's going on and then suddenly you get to the part of the night where like it feels like you're running out of time I've walked you through how to do it. There's some really simple, very clever and practical things you can do to make your timeline work well for you and for your guests as well. Mistake number seven, you aren't looking after your engagement ring. Okay, you want to keep your ring sparkly and bright and looking really amazing. So I'm going to very quickly walk you through five times that you don't want to wear your engagement ring. Number one, during a workout. Now, I'm not only talking about when you're lifting weights, because that's kind of obvious. You don't really want your weights to, you know, scratch your ring. Um, but actually, even doing things with your body weight, like Pilates, yoga, some kind of um, high interval training, those kinds of workouts can actually use your body weight in such a way that you're putting pressure on your ring and it can change the shape of it. So don't wear your ring during a workout. Number two, don't wear it at the beach or when swimming. Kind of obvious, you could just lose it, it can fall off. And especially if you're at the beach, like where on earth would you even begin looking? When you're applying lotion, lotion actually gets stuck in the crevices of the ring and can dull the shine and sparkle. While wearing gloves, if the gloves come off and the ring comes out and you drop it, you're looking for disaster. And finally, don't wear your ring if it doesn't fit properly. Make sure you get it refit if you put it on and it doesn't fit you properly. Mistake number eight, you don't feed your suppliers. I'm also very passionate about this. I feel like suppliers um, at weddings need to be fed and not just a quick sandwich and crisps kind of meal, but a hot meal to really honor them for the time that they're spending making your day happen, to make sure that they are full and sustained. They've got all the energy that they need to make your day as amazing as it possibly can be. So just have a chat with your suppliers, ask them um, you know, if they would like a hot meal, make that an option. Some of them may say, you know what, it's all good. Don't worry about me. I'll bring a packed lunch and they're fine. But make that option available. Create a space where your suppliers can eat. They can put their feet up. For most of us, suppliers don't really like to be at a wedding guest's table because um, you end up sitting with guests that you don't know and it can be a bit awkward for you and the guests, especially if in the instance of suppliers like a photographer or a DJ, they're up and down the whole time and they're not really going to sit and chat. And it ends up being a kind of almost empty table with a few people sitting and a few not. Um, Find a way to include your suppliers, to feed them, to give them a place that they can sit and rest, a place to store their equipment safely, um, but just make sure that you're looking after them. They'll appreciate it. They'll make sure that they are doing the best job that they can possibly do no matter what, but a hot meal will certainly go a long way. Mistake number nine, you don't say hello to all your guests. Now imagine planning a wedding with all your, your friends and family, your nearest and dearest, they're all coming from all over the country. Maybe they're flying from all over the world. They get to your wedding and you don't even have a moment to talk to them. 
that feels like a bit of a waste of an opportunity. Now, there are so many ways that you can talk to all your guests. It could be something like a receiving line. So that's where um, at the end of the wedding uh, or at the at the end of the wedding ceremony, you could be standing in a particular place and everybody gets to come up to you, give you a hug, congratulate you, say hello, have a little chat. It could be that you walk through the people, walk like down this receiving line and you get to greet everyone as you go. It could be that at your wedding reception, you go around to all the different tables and you're saying hello to everyone there. Maybe you get a great photo with them. Or you could do something really different where you're sitting on your dance floor on two chairs, you and your partner, and in the space of one song, very quickly, all your guests come up to you one table at a time, pose for a photo with you, they run off, the next table comes, and it's really quick and fun, but you get a moment with them. And then, of course, while you're dancing, you want to be able to mingle, chat with everyone, have some fun. Just don't forget to greet all your guests. Okay, mistake number eight, you're putting the spotlight on your single friends. I've said this so many times, you don't need a singles table. All you've got to do is seat your guests with people that they either already know or people you think that they would get along with. Just don't create a singles table. It's very awkward. Nobody likes to be grouped together based on their relationship status. So find a way to make all your guests feel comfortable, especially those who are coming on their own. Mistake number 11. I've alluded to this one already, but you're not shopping seasonally. Shopping seasonally is one of my favorite things because firstly, it's a great way to save money. It's also really good for the environment. So that could be things like your flowers. So I'm going to put a list on the blog of all the flowers that are seasonal for spring, summer, autumn, and winter. We have discussed this in a previous episode where we were talking all about being eco-friendly, thinking about sustainability, and really just um, doing things that are good for the planet. And shopping seasonally is such an easy and good thing to do. Um, it also it, it reduces carbon emissions because you're not having things shipped from all over the world. It's local, it's seasonal. I highly recommend it. Mistake number 12, you're doing too much. Now let's take, for example, the person who loves to be super organized and plan things. You're probably already doing a lot of the planning for the wedding, but maybe you're also an amazing singer. You like to bake, you like to sew. Now you could fall into the trap of thinking that you should be doing all of that. You should be singing at your wedding. You should be baking the cake. You should be making your own dress and the bridesmaids dresses. Your wedding day is not the day to DIY everything. You should, you can DIY one or two things. That's, that's always welcome because it's a great way to put a personal touch into your day. But I recommend getting the help of the pros, especially if you want to preserve your sanity while planning your wedding. You don't want to be up to your eyeballs in DIY projects and not focusing on what really matters, which is planning a day for you and your partner to declare your love in front of everyone you know and love. Mistake number 13, you're being too trendy. Now, I love a wedding trend. In fact, I wrote a blog post just a few days ago about the wedding trends for 2024 that I really love. And I highly recommend that you look at it because some of the trends are really cute and really fun. But the problem comes in when couples focus so much on trends that they lose sight of their own style, their own personalities, the things that they love. And then what ends up happening is you look back on your wedding photos in a few years time and things just look really dated. What you want is to plan a wedding that is classic, a wedding that is very you, it's something that's timeless, it's elegant, it's something that's really fun and just shows everyone in the photos and videos 
just how much fun everyone had on the day. So sure, incorporate your favorite trends. There's nothing wrong with that. But make sure that you're focusing more on you as a couple, the things that you love and the things that you know will stand the test of time. Mistake number 14, you haven't given yourself enough time to get ready. Now imagine this, you get your wedding ceremony and you feel really relaxed you're completely at peace, you look good because you've had loads of time to get your hair and makeup done and to get yourself dressed. This is only possible if you give yourself enough time. On a normal day, it might take you about three minutes to get dressed if you've chosen your outfit. It might take you five, 10, maybe 15 minutes to do your makeup. But on your wedding day, everything takes longer. It's not just your normal outfit. It's not just your normal makeup and you're not just like quickly putting your hair up in a bun. You want to look good and you want to feel good too. And these things take time. So my advice is to have a conversation with your hairstylist and your makeup artist when you have your trials done. They'll have a better idea of how long you will take to get ready and also how long your wedding party will take to get ready. And together you can create a timeline that has enough of a buffer of time so you don't feel like you're rushing from one thing to the next. You can get to your ceremony and you can be completely relaxed and you're going to feel so good for the rest of the day because you're not starting feeling rushed and panicked. Mistake number 15, you just won't get over the little things. Now, the number one piece of advice that we get from couples who have just gotten married is this. Don't sweat the small stuff. And you know what? They're right. You shouldn't sweat the small stuff. Remember those priorities that we spoke about at the very beginning of this episode, which was mistake number one, people don't know their priorities. If you know your priorities, those are the things you can focus on. And all the smaller things are things you don't need to worry about. Those priorities will be different for everyone. And so what is considered a small thing will be different for everyone as well. So make sure you have a good grasp on your priorities and therefore all the things you don't need to worry about as much. And I promise you, you will be so much more relaxed and stress-free because of it. Mistake number 16, you're not eating. Now I'm talking about on your wedding day as well as in the lead into your wedding day. Planning a wedding is stressful and you need all the energy and sustenance that you can get. You might want to tone up and look your best for your wedding and that is great go for it. But please don't starve yourself because you're not going to feel like yourself and you're not going to look like yourself. You want to have energy and you want to have a sparkle in your eye. And that only comes from looking and feeling good, eating the right things, drinking lots of water, having a good skincare routine. Yeah, exercise is part of that too, but don't overdo it. Same for your wedding day. When you get to that altar and you are exchanging vows, you want to make sure that your stomach is not growling and that you're not starving and on the verge of fainting. You want to be fully present. You want to be fully alert. You want to be in the moment and not be worried that you might pass out because you haven't eaten. So make sure that on the wedding day, you're having a good meal, have a nice big breakfast and you'll have all the energy you need. Mistake number 17, you've forgotten all the hidden costs. Episode 81 of the podcast, which is two episodes ago, was all about hidden costs that couples tend to forget. And I guarantee you there will be at least one, but probably more, thing on that list that you have not taken into account and will creep up and surprise you when you start paying for different things for your wedding. So make sure you listen to that because I've given you a list of all the hidden costs that you need to think about. And then you can be prepared, you can put them in your budget, and then you're not going to be taken by surprise. Mistake number 18, your wedding rules just aren't clear. 
So I mentioned before that you one of the mistakes is that you have too many rules. But if you do have wedding rules, you want to make sure that they're very clear and people understand them and don't take offense. For example, you might say you don't want to have any children at your wedding. Totally fair, completely understandable, and no one's going to fault you for that. But then what happens when your sister and her children come along and you want them to be in the wedding party? That's fair as well. But what helps is if you have a hard and fast rule. So that rule could be something like this. No children at the wedding except for the wedding party or except for siblings and their children. Then your other guests who have children are not told, this is an adult-only event, please find childcare. They will understand that when they do see, you know, three or four little people at your wedding, that those are family members and that they are included while all the others are not. So a mistake that you might make is by picking and choosing people who the rules apply to and then other people, it's okay, it doesn't matter. And that is just not going to fly. Someone is bound to get offended. The same goes for things, the other controversial things like people who get plus ones. Um, all of those rules are completely fair as long as they are hard and fast and you have an actual rule. So if somebody comes up to you and says, why can't I bring a plus one? You can say, I'm so sorry, we're only allowing plus ones for our wedding party. And then they just have to understand. Got it? We've got two more mistakes. Mistake number 19, you haven't prepared your speech. Now, there's no rule that says you have to do a speech, um, but if you do want to do one, you don't want to wing your speech. So my advice is to take some time to prepare, understand what you want to cover in your speech, practice your speech, um, you know, write things down, but don't have, you know, a whole written A4 piece of paper that you recite. You're not going to read it. You want to be speaking confidently. So if you do want to do a speech, go for it. Just make sure you're prepared. And finally, mistake number 20, this is a big one. You haven't made enough time for each other. And there are so many ways that you can do that. Just remember that the day is all about you and your partner. You're inviting your friends and family to come and celebrate with you. But at the end of the day, what really matters is you and your partner are getting married and you're celebrating your relationship with those that you love. And at the end of the day, if that's not what you do, it would be a pity. So you want to make sure that you spend as much time together as you possibly can. So here are a couple of ways that you could do that. Option one, you can have a first look where you see each other alone before the ceremony even begins. Um, I've heard so many people say, the reason that I don't want to do a first look is because I want my partner to see me for the first time as I walk down the aisle because that's that special moment. What I have heard from couples who have done a first look is that you have that the special moment, just the two of you and maybe your photographer capturing the moment. And then that moment walking down the aisle is just as special. Another option to have more time together is you could consider a sweetheart table at your reception. And that's just a table where only the two of you are there during your dinner and everyone else is in bigger tables. And then of course you can mingle with everyone as we spoke about before. Another option, which so many couples tell us, is to take a moment, just the two of you, at some point while your guests are enjoying dinner, and just go outside, go to another room, and just be together for a few moments, just taking up and soaking in the fact that you guys are married. Look at your guests and say, oh my gosh, we did this, we planned this, we're married, and these are all our friends and family. How cool is that? So just make sure you're actually spending time with each other. Well, thank you for listening today. The Wedding Wednesdays with Weddings Online podcast is produced by me, Kelly, and mixed, mastered, and edited by Glenn Hartman. For more wedding planning tips, advice, checklists, and more, visit weddingsonline.ie.